Hey, welcome to Magic Kids. This week's story is called In Search of Water. Written by Albert Strasser, with illustrations for the book by Theodore Lowry and music by Alex Lammermont, with narrations by Stuart Ellis. If you'd love to own the illustrated book version of it, then head on over to magickids.com and buy yourself a copy to read to your kids, class, or self. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the story. It all began on an ordinary Tuesday in the depths of Coral Reach Cove, where Finny Fish was playing poke the scuba diver with his pal Pinwheel. Pinwheel had just successfully poked the pinky toe of a skittish swimmer when Finny saw Mr. Clearwater Cod swimming their way. Mr. Clearwater was as old as any codfish Finny or Pinwheel had ever seen, and everyone knew he was as crazy as a spitting squid. Evening, boys, said Mr. Clearwater in his gravelly voice as he approached the two youngsters. How's the water? Finny and Pinwheel looked at him blankly, completely bewildered. Um, what's water? asked Finny finally. Mr. Clearwater burst out laughing as if he'd just heard the funniest joke of his life. <laughs> he laughed so hard, he rolled over and hung there, suspended with his belly up, giggling like a madfish. Finally, he rolled back over, gave them one more sideways glance, and swam away, muttering to himself and still chortling, What's water? It never gets old. Finny and Pinwheel looked at each other incredulously. Mr. Clearwater Cod is just as crazy as everyone says he is, declared Finny, eyes still wide as he watched Mr. Clearwater disappear into the darkness. Yeah, said Pinwheel. They say he went to the shallows years and years ago and hasn't been the same since. At the mention of the shallows, Finny gave a little shiver. Everyone knew the shallows were dangerous, and few fish from Coral Reach Cove had ever attempted to go. Of those who had, Mr. Clearwater was the only one who had ever returned. There was something mm, mysterious about the shallows, and no fish with any sense went near the place. We'd better get home, said Finny. Mum will flame me alive if I'm late for dinner. Plus, I think she's making my favorite tonight. Algae balls with squid ink. Mmm. The two young fish swam home, and while Finny ate, he told his parents about his interaction with Mr. Clearwater. Do you know what water is? He asked them curiously. Besides being the second half of that old rascal's name, Clear Water, I haven't a clue, said his mother with a shrug. His father added, Well, that old cod hasn't been quite right ever since he... Ever since... He returned from the shallows? Finished Finny. Pinwheel said the same thing. Well, I imagine Pinwheel is right, his mother said. Don't you worry, my love. Just be kind to the old fish and leave his crazy questions be. As Finny curled up to sleep that night, he tried to do as his mother had suggested, but he couldn't stop thinking about that word. Water. What is it, he pondered. He felt as if it was something he already knew, but had forgotten. When sleep finally came, he dreamed he swam towards the shallows, and dark shadows moved around him, 
He woke, breathing hard, filled with fright. I need to forget about this, he told himself firmly. So the next day, he carried on with his life. He went to class, learned how to swim with the school, played poke the scuba diver with his friends, and explored every inch of the cove. Finney tried not to think about what Mr. Clearwater had said. But when trying to fall asleep at night, that word, water, would swim into his awareness and take over his thoughts. Finney grew so curious, he thought he might explode if he didn't find out what it was. On one of these fateful nights, it became too much. Finney decided he needed to get to the bottom of this. He needed to find out what water was. The very next day, Finney began asking all of his friends what they knew. He asked Jeremy Jellyfish, who just floated there staring at him blankly. But to be fair, Jeremy Jellyfish almost always just floated there staring blankly. He asked Cindy Seabass, Oscar the Oyster, Annie Anemone, and Susie Squid. None of them knew what he was talking about, and a few even laughed. He asked Cliff the Clam, who was the grumpiest clam Finney had ever met. Squirt off, said the clam. Finally, out of desperation, Finney asked Mr. Clearwater himself. The old cod responded just as Finney had feared. He began laughing hysterically. Finally, between his laughs, he choked out. <laughs> you want to know what water is? Then you'll have to ask Old Ollie. <gasps> old Ollie? Finney gasped, almost choking. Old Ollie was an ancient octopus who lived in a dark cave at the cove's edge. Finney had never seen Old Ollie, much less spoken to him. Everyone knew he was wise and knowledgeable about almost everything, but everyone also knew that Ollie was frightening and nearly as crazy as Mr. Clearwater. Finney gulped. This is insane, he thought to himself. I must be crazy. But he had decided. He was determined to find out what water was. So off he swam towards old Ollie's cave. He knew where it was because he and Pinwheel used to play a game to see who would get closest. Approaching the entrance, Finney peered into the pitch black depths of the cave. Um, hello, old Ollie? Are you home? He called nervously into the darkness. Out of nowhere, Two brilliant lights flashed on deep in the cave, silhouetting a large and ominous creature with many legs waving imperiously. Who dares <laughs> uh, approach my cave? Demanded a booming voice. Uh, uh, sorry. Oh, gosh. I'll just be, um, uh, going then. Stammered Finney, bumping awkwardly into some seaweed as he frantically swam backwards. From the cave, there was a loud... And with a magnificent sneeze, an octopus shot straight out past Finney and tumbled into a heap of seaweed and legs tangled in a suction-cupped mess. Oh, bother, said the octopus. After all that preparation, my allergies ruined it. Ah, well, no use crying over a spilled squid ink. The octopus turned to Finney. Was it quite frightening? With the lights and the booming voice and everything. Oh, should I have waved my tentacles a bit more, perhaps? Are you old Ollie? Asked Finny. Of course I am, young fish, replied Ollie distractedly as he tried to untangle his many legs. And who, he went on as he emerged from the seaweed, 
are you? I'm Finny, he said tentatively. He was still a bit bamboozled. How could this be old Ollie? Now that he was out of the cave, he wasn't scary at all. Very well then, Finny Fish. I welcome you to my cave. Please come in, said the octopus kindly. Jeffrey Juniper, please bring a plate of sea cakes. We have company. Looking into the cave, Finny saw two fish with bioluminescent lights dangling in front of their heads, glowing brightly in the dark cave. Well, that explains the light, Finny thought. Once they'd settled into a cozy corner of the cave with a plate of tasty cakes, Old Ollie asked in a businesslike tone, So, what can I do for you? An octopus can't float around all day, you know. Lots to do. Oh, yes, of course, Mr. Ollie, said Finny awkwardly. I'm here because, uh, well, I'm wondering if you've ever heard of water? The last bit tumbled out as though he had to force himself to say it. Old Ollie, whose tentacles had been waving lazily in the gentle currents of the cave, suddenly went stock still. Water, you say? He looked curiously at Finny, who averted his eyes. You ask deep questions, my young fishy friend. He paused dramatically before saying, I'm afraid I cannot help you. Okay, said Finny. He couldn't wait to get out of the cave. Thanks anyway, I'll just be... Unless... The octopus cut him off as though he hadn't heard him. Unless you are willing to brave a trip to... The octopus leaned forward for effect and lowered his voice to a carrying whisper. The shallows. It was Finny's turn to freeze. The, 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 the shallows? He stuttered. Surely I don't have to go there to learn what water is. I'm afraid you do, replied Ollie. But if you don't want to know, then... No, I do, cried Finny. Tell me how to get there. I'll go. He couldn't believe what he was saying. Old Ollie smiled slyly. An adventure. Very good. Very good indeed. Okay, then. The business-like tone returned. All you have to do is swim past the kelp forest on the east side of the cove and then just follow the light. You'll know you've arrived when you can see a hundred whale links in any direction and see a field of bright pink coral. There you'll want to talk to Mr. Crustmeister Crab. He is as old as time and knows many things. If you are lucky, he may be able to teach you what water is. Finny gulped. Off you go, blurted the octopus. Lots to do. Good luck. Finny was so nervous he almost forgot to say thank you. Swimming home, he thought about what he had learned. He was doubtful, and yet he was also full of curiosity. He desperately wanted to know what water was, but the shallows? Everyone knew they were, well, everyone knew they didn't know much about them. They were mysterious, and most fish figured they must be dangerous. Maybe... Maybe even haunted. He molded over all that night and didn't sleep a wink. By the next morning, he had made his choice. He would go. He had to. He packed up his travel sack with some seaweed for the journey. Who knew if there would be things to eat out beyond the cove? He said his goodbyes, and more than one of his friends tried to convince him not to go. Even Cliff the Clam told him he'd be better not to do it and warned him of monsters and beasts. But Finny could not be deterred. When he'd finished his goodbyes, he swam to the edge of the eastern kelp forest, 
just as old Ali had told him to. He'd been into this forest when he was young. It was another one of the places where he and Pinwheel used to make bets to see who'd be able to go in the deepest. But he had never been to the other side. In fact, now that he thought about it, no one he knew had, except for Mr. Clearwater, of course. Stiffening his resolve, he began to swim, and into the forest he went. It was quiet, the sounds muffled by the densely growing kelp, and their billowing leaves cast odd shadows. He peered around anxiously through the gloom, scared out of his wits. Every shadow was a monster, every movement a beast. But he kept swimming. Further and further he went, swimming for what seemed like hours. Finally, he found himself out of the forest in a clearing. I'm officially further from home than I've ever been, he said out loud. Talking to yourself, said a voice, is the first sign of going cuckoo. The second sign is swimming beyond the kelp forest on your own. Finny jumped in shock, spinning around wildly to identify who had spoken. Was it a monster? A beast? Some movement to his right caught his eyes, and as he wheeled around to look, a small fish puffed into a spiked ball the size of a balloon. Oh, fooey! You jumped so bad you made me blow, said the fish irritably. Relieved, Finny smiled and said, Sorry about that. I'm Fitty Fish. Who are you? I'm Betty, the blowfish, said the fish. She was floating awkwardly, her fins unable to control her movements because she was so puffed up. Oh, replied Finny. I've never met a blowfish before. I suppose you get your name because you can, uh, blow up like a balloon? He asked tentatively. Very astute observation, genius, snapped Betty, waving her fins pointlessly and clearly annoyed now. Sorry, said Finny. Is there any way I can help? No, sadly, there is not, said Betty resignedly. Nothing to do but wait. Finney saw that she was already beginning to shrink to her normal size. What are you doing out here anyway? You look like a coral reach cove fish, and your kind rarely leaves the cove. I'm in search of water, said Finney. I'm heading to the shallows to meet Crustmeister Crab. At this, Betty blew right back up into an even larger balloon. But this time, rather than annoyed, she looked shocked. <gasps> the shallows, she replied. What a foolish idea. And what on earth is this nonsense about water? Well, I want to find out what it is, Finney said sheepishly, though there was a touch of defiance in his voice. I've got to keep going. I've got a long journey ahead of me. He began to swim away, but stopped when he heard a shout from behind him. Wait! called Betty. Uh, well, I once heard about something called water back when I was a wee fishy, and I've wondered about it ever since. And it's not a good idea to go to the shallows alone. So, well, I must be crazy, but I'm coming with you. Who knows what dangers you might have to face. I don't blow up for nothing, you know. She rambled on as she swam alongside him. It can scare off a good many fearsome creatures. Sounds good, said Finny. It'd be nice to have some company. So one became two and onward they travel, following a dim light that glowed far in the distance, just as old Ollie had instructed. It seemed they'd been swimming forever through the gloom when all at once, Finny saw the ocean floor move. Immediately imagining fearsome monsters and terrible beasts, Finny yelled in fright, Bah! 
Betty immediately blew up into a spiky balloon. The ocean floor moved again. From it, a pair of eyes suddenly flashed open, gazing up at Betty and Finney. Then, without warning, the sand seemed to lift from the ocean floor, and before them was the strangest fish, if it was a fish, that Finney had ever seen. It had a tail and fins like a fish, but oddly, it was flattened, and it swam in a strange sideways fashion. Most bizarre of all, the creature's eyes were both on one side of its body. He heard Betty sigh in relief, but wasn't sure why. This crazy creature certainly couldn't be good news. Hello, said the odd fish in a slow, friendly tone. I'm Fred the Flounder. Flounder? Finny repeated back. He'd never heard of such a thing. They're a type of flatfish, said Betty. Don't worry, Finny. They are friendly folk. Fred smiled and Finny relaxed. He did seem quite friendly. What are you two up to? asked Fred. I don't normally see fish like you in these parts. We're heading to the shallows, said Finny. We want to know what water is, added Betty. And apparently there's a wise old crab there who can teach us. Fred's eyes widened when they mentioned the shallows. But fear became curiosity when they added their interest in water. Water, you say? Uh, I, I met an old salmon once who tried to explain what water was. I think she said something like, It is the essence, the source, the fabric through which all life flows. I've tried to figure out what she meant, but no dice doesn't make a bit of sense to me no matter which way I spin it. Well, why don't you join us then? Asked Finny enthusiastically. We'd love some more company. Hmm, pondered Fred aloud. I am mighty curious, but oh, the shallows, I don't know. I've heard all sorts of scary things about the shallows. No pressure, friend, said Betty patiently. Fred looked at them, contemplating the decision. You know, I think I will come. I've lived my whole life in this dark, sandy place, and it might be an interesting adventure to see some new places. Oh, plus, I'm pretty good at hiding, and if we bump into anything scary, you two can hide under me. I blend into almost anything. Watch this. He swam excitedly to a nearby rock, and settling onto it, closed his eyes. He was right. He was all but invisible against the rock's surface. Wonderful! exclaimed Finny and Betty in unison. And so two became three, and Fred joined the quest in search of water. Onward they went, and what had been a dim light in the distance soon became brighter and brighter and brighter. How will we know when we're there? whispered Fred nervously to his companions. An old octopus said, You know you're in the shallows when you could see a hundred whale lengths in any direction, replied Finny quietly. Now that he was so close, Finney realized the idea of it terrified him. He had lived his whole life in the dark depths where you couldn't see more than a few fins in front of you. It made him feel uncomfortable to imagine monsters and beasts might be able to see him from so far away. But already they could see much further than any of them had ever experienced. Finney was willing to bet he could see 30 octopus arms at least. He shivered as he realized that even now, some monster could be sneaking up on them. As if his thoughts had created it, at that precise moment, the waters darkened. And looking up, he saw something that almost made him faint. The biggest creature Finney had ever seen was above them, moving slowly. He tried to remember what he'd learned at school. 
Sharks are spiky looking and they will probably eat you. Whales are less spiky and they might not eat you. The thing above them wasn't very spiky. I hope it's a whale, thought Finny. And I hope it's not hungry for three little fishies. Anyway, we would hardly be one bite to that monster. Hello, said a slow, deep voice that made their three little fishy bodies tremble. I'm Wilhelm the Whale. You must be looking for Mr. Crustmeister. The whale knew why we were there. How did it know? Um, yes. Yes, we are, said Finny nervously. You're nearly there, said the whale, who had circled around and was now swimming toward them. Shocked, all the fish could do was watch. The whale smiled gently and stopped in front of them, peering through an eye the size of a beach ball. Fish like you don't often come to these parts, and when you do, it is always for the same reason. You are in search of water. Soon you will know. Keep swimming, young fish friends, and you will find Mr. Crustmeister upon the pink coral tower. The whale swam off without another word. The three fish breathed their relief and looked at each other, hardly believing they had met a whale and lived to tell the tale. At least so far. Wow! Finney said as soon as he had his voice back. I learned about whales in school, but I never thought I would actually meet one. Me either, said Betty dazedly. Come on, Fred urged. We're almost there. So on they went, and soon they saw an unmistakable pink coral tower ahead in the distance. Nervous, Finney realized he had no idea what he would say to the crab. He had a sudden desire to turn back, but his new friend swam steadily by his side, and this gave him courage. They approached the tower, and upon it sat a crab who looked like he was as old as the sea itself. He was covered in, well, crusty stuff. No wonder he's called Crustmeister, thought Finney. Mr. Crustmeister's eyes were closed, and Finney thought he must be sleeping. But as he was about to suggest he and his friend find a place to wait until he woke, Mr. Crustmeister spoke in a voice almost as crusty as his shell, though also kind. Welcome, Finny, and friends of Finny. You have traveled far, he said, and with that he opened his eyes to look at them. Finny's mouth hung open stupidly. How do you know my name? He stammered. Old Ollie came for tea last night, said Mr. Crustmeister with a mischievous smile. How did he get here before us? Asked Finny incredulously. Old Ollie is wise in the ways of currents, said Mr. Crustmeister. And now Finny could see that beneath his crusty eyebrows, his eyes seemed to twinkle, almost as if they were constantly laughing at a joke only he understood. Oh, said Finny. He was relieved. At least this crab couldn't read minds. So, said Mr. Crustmeister, you have come as many before you, in search of water. Yes! shouted Finney. Anticipation surged through him. The moment had finally come. He was about to find out what water was. Mr. Crustmeister looked at Finney and his friends appraisingly. Many fish seek this knowledge, and few understand what I show them. 
It has been years since the fish of the deep, like the three of you, has understood. The last, I believe, was an old cod who went by the name of Mr. Clearwater. Yes! Cried Finny. I know him! He was the one that first mentioned water to me. But, well, he's completely crazy. Crazy, is he? Asked Mr. Crustmeister, again with a sly smile on his face. Perhaps. He went on. Or perhaps he is wise. Sometimes the two look a lot alike. Oh. Said Finney. He wasn't sure what else to say. After a long moment of silence, Mr. Crustmeister said, Water is what you swim in, what you breathe. It is a fabric of your life. Without it, you perish. Water's what makes you wet. The very... Wet? Interrupted Betty. What does wet mean? Mr. Crustmeister took a deep breath and looked at her calmly. Yes. Thank you for pointing to the primary predicament. The three of you do not know what wet is because you do not know what dry is. And you cannot understand wet. You will never understand water. Finney was thoroughly confused at this point. Let's try another way, said Mr. Crustmeister. Sometimes the easiest way to understand water is to experience its opposite. The three fish looked at each other, silently asking if this crab was completely off his rocker. Mr. Crustmeister didn't seem to notice and began fluttering his legs comically until he swam beside them. Up we go, he said with a smile, and up he went toward the light. The three friends followed tentatively. After a little while, they were in a place where it seemed like there was a silvery panel not far above them. And it was so bright, Finney could hardly see. It made him homesick for the dark depths of the cove. I want you to swim as fast as you can. Straight upward. Do not stop. Straight into the shimmering silvery panel of light above us, said Mr. Crustmeister. But we'll crash into that weird silvery wall thing, said Fred. Do you want to know what water is? Or don't you? Trust me, you will not crash. Well, I'm not going first, said Fred. Me either, protested Betty as she puffed up out of fear. Finney gulped, looking up at the strangely moving silvery panel above. Okay, he said. Okay, I'll do it. Splendid, said Mr. Crustmeister. Don't think. Just swim. Go. And almost as if his words made him forget his fear, Finney began swimming upwards. He swam harder than he'd ever swum before. Closer and closer he got. He was going to crash. He closed his eyes and... Suddenly, he had the strangest sensation of his life. Instead of crashing, he felt like the world had fallen out from under him. He flipped his tail, but nothing happened. He realized he could not swim. It was as if the world had disappeared, 
or had become strangely thin and cold. He tried to take a deep breath and realized he could not breathe. Panicking, he opened his eyes. Above him was a vast blue space with a blindingly bright ball floating high above him, tangled in wispy white seaweed. The strangest fish he'd ever seen had fins bigger than their bodies. Or wait, were those fish or some other type of creature? And was that seaweed or was it something else? Before he had time to look closer, Finney hit something, and as suddenly as it had begun, it was over. All of it had happened in about a second and a half. He could breathe again, and Mr. Crustmeister and his friends were a few feet below him. You're okay, you're okay. Finney kept repeating the words to himself as if he could make them true by repeating them. Once he'd calmed down a little, he raced over to his friends, stammering as he went, Everything different. Cold, bright, it's so... What happened? Where was I? His friends looked scared, but Mr. Crustmeister just smiled. That was dry. This, he gestured around him, where you are now is wet. It is called water. Finney's brain felt like it was going to explode. Why don't you go and have another look? suggested Mr. Crustmeister. And so he did. Again and again, he leapt past that shimmering barrier between wet and dry, and each time it frightened him less. Soon he was marveling at the world of the dry. Before long, his friends had joined him and were leaping beside him. Their expressions of shock and fear quickly turned to glee and wonder as they became more comfortable with its strangeness. Finally, they'd had their fill. And together they swam back to the pink coral pillar. Mr. Crustmeister took his seat. Now, do you understand what water is? He asked them. The three fish smiled and looked at each other. Yes! They said at once. It is what gives us life, Betty said. It is what we breathe, Fred added. It was right here all along, chimed in Finney. It was all around me and even inside me. It was so close that I couldn't see it. That's exactly right, smiled Mr. Crustmeister. But then Finney frowned. Mr. Crustmeister, he said, I don't think the fish back home are going to understand. Yes, I suspect you are right, said the crab. Some might even think you're crazy. <laughs> He winked mischievously. Finney smiled and thought of Mr. Clearwater. He wasn't crazy, was he, Mr. Clearwater? I mean, he just knew what water was, said Finney. In response, Mr. Crustmeister just smiled. The three friends spent a little more time with the crab in the shallows before bidding him farewell and heading back home. Without the weight of their big questions slowing them down, the return journey was easy, and in no time, Finney approached Coral Reach Cove. Everyone was glad to have him back, and he decided he'd better not say too much about what he had learned. His friends seemed relieved that he hadn't gone crazy like Mr. Clearwater. Before long, Finney had settled back into his life. It was almost as if nothing had changed, but inside, he knew everything had. He knew what water was. He understood the truth of his existence. 
Some time later, Finney was going for a leisurely swim along the edge of the eastern kelp forest and came upon a couple of youngsters who were making bets on who could go deeper into the dark forest. How's the water, kids? He asked casually. The two little fish stared at him with their mouths open, clearly dumbfounded. Finally, one of them remembered himself and said, Uh, what's water? Finney burst out laughing. He laughed and laughed and <laughs> laughed all the way home. What a funny thing it is, he thought, chuckling, that we spent our whole time immersed in water, and most of us haven't a clue what it is. Maybe those youngsters will go on an adventure one day in search of water. I hope they do. And I hope you, young reader, discover the magic of life that is all around you and within you. I hope you realize that what you're looking for is always with you, nourishing you, and keeping you afloat. The end and the beginning. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's Magic Kids Story. In Search of Water. Written by Albert Strasser, with illustrations for the book by Theodore Lowry and music by Alex Lambermont, with narrations by Stuart Ellis. If you'd love to own the illustrated book version of it, then head on over to magickids.com and buy yourself a copy to read to your kids, class, or self. Thanks for tuning in, and you'll hear us next time. Wait! Don't go yet! Remember to subscribe to the Magic Kids Club, which is access to our magical coloring books, games, activities, and more at magickids.com. That's M-A-J-I-K, kids.com. Hooray! <laughs>